Welcome to Chasing the Upside, conversations about living the FPL life. Tommy, aka FPL Root, welcome to Chasing the Upside. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. So let's start where we always start. Um, what is your origin story with uh, with FPL? Um, so it kind of all started from a dream team. Uh, so originally, I think you obviously got a newspaper and you, and you write down your team uh, on paper. And then I think you pay, I think it was five five pounds to submit your team they used to charge um like back in the day and they used to do that and and really you had to leave your team for the whole season I think maybe maybe in January you used to be able to change your um change your team so it used to it started all with that really when I was pretty young and that became online and then started doing it online but then um when I got to uni my mate was telling me so I never really used to used to win them like the mini leagues and stuff like that um but when I got when I got to uni my mate was like, "Oh, you should try the the Premier League game. It's it's much better. You can make transfers every week, and um, you get different points for scoring. You get a a bit a different budget, and there's price changes." And he was just explaining it to me. And then I think the first time I did it was maybe the I want to say the thirteen fourteen season, or probably a fourteen fifteen season. Um, and just since then, we just I've just been with my mates and my family in a mini league. Um, so it kind of all started originally from from Dream Team, and then went to FPL when I was at uni about uh, fourteen, fifteen season. That's amazing because that's how exactly how I started years <laughs> ago before FPL. As in when you you got the paper. I think I did. Yeah. I've done. I've done. I have done the Sun, but that was online. But it was a Telegraph, I think, because that was the best one at the time, where you okay. go through all the players and literally send it off in the post. Um, we're showing we're showing our age now um and and then you're all excited because you think this is you know this is the one um and then yeah. three or four weeks you just kind of lose interest because there's there's there isn't that interaction is there um yeah just speaking about your sort of managerial style the way you play are you conservative with hits um or are you are you reasonably aggressive with them how does how do hits work for you i'd probably say i'm conservative if i have to give a and either or, but I'd probably I'm happy to take hits if I'm if I've got two free transfers and then um I'm taking a minus four and minus eight, so I get to make four four transfers um and therefore attacking players. Really I kind of break it down to if it's for a goalkeeper or defender and it doesn't mean I'm taking the hit so I can get in a better go- um forward or midfielder, um, then I, I kind of wouldn't take the hit on on a on a defensive player. But on a on a midfielder and attacker, I'd, I'm more likely to take the hit. But I am I am pretty conservative with it. There's been, especially this season, to be honest, there's been times where um, there's a player I wanted to get in and I've waited because I didn't want to take the hit and they've got a 12-pointer or 14-pointer or um, when I should have just made the move, to be honest. But I, I am pretty conservative with it unless I'm, I've got two free transfers and then, I, then I'm happy to take a minus eight. Oh, I like that. So, like the Does that makes sense. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. So, so like the yeah. um, like the mini wild card, essentially. So yeah, you're you're kind of really setting yourself up for the next five, six, seven weeks with with the minus eight, basically. Yeah. Whereas I think if you, because I guess the the theory behind it is, um, then minus four, I've got four players to get back that minus four. Whereas if I do, I guess it's the same maths, but <laughs> it feels different. Um, yeah. 
I get if I do two transfers um, and it's a and it's a minus four rather than um, four transfers and minus eight. I feel like I've got more chance to get back than mm-hmm. points. Obviously, if a player is not playing, I'm happy to happy to take hits as well because um, I kind of see it as a as only a minus two rather than a minus exactly, four. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. lot easier if they're injured, isn't it? Because yeah, it's straight away you're you're only two points down. Um, yeah. Well, as long as long as the the play that you bring in plays, that's always a nightmare as well, isn't it? Or they come yeah, on for well, one true. one point and get booked or something. That's always nightmare. yeah. And then a the player you've taken out has, has scored a goal and got an assist. Absolutely, oh, that always happens. Worst feeling. Yeah. yeah. No, but I think I think you're right. I think maybe having a a sort of a strategy behind it because I think what what has what killed me, um, or has killed me in the past is is reacting to the sort of the Twitter community or X community where you think, well, I have to get this player in for this minus four, and it's quite short term. Whereas if you can say, well, I've got four, five, six game weeks to make this minus four back. It's, I think that there's strategy within that rather than just chasing your tail all the time. Yeah. No, I think, it, yeah, you just got to look at it as how long do you have to, to get that hit back and how many players you have to get a hit back. Um, obviously, there's there's occasion where players don't play or you kind of need to make a risky move for rank or for mini league. Um, but yeah, normally I try, even I try to advise on my channel, like I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't take a hit for any defender or goalkeeper um, mm. as a as a rule. Maybe a maybe a Trent, but um, yeah. Wow. Apart from that, not really. He's uh, I think he's in a he's in another game sometimes, isn't he? Yeah, Trent. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's a, there's a caveat. <laughs> so no defenders, yeah. no goalkeepers apart from Trent. I think that's quite a good, yeah <laughs> quite a good starting point. Yeah. So yeah. um and and so you're you're reasonably conservative with hits. Are you? Would you say you're reasonably conservative your overall strategy and your overall game, um, or does that vary depending on you know the stage of the season, what rank you are, all those all those variables? Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say rank. I don't um, as because the reason I started playing was was for the mini leagues. I don't I don't overly look at rank. Um, it's only I guess the last two to three seasons I've to started to look at it when when kind of the mini league has got a bit boring because <laughs> <laughs> I was that oh, that weren't really a competition for me so I used to okay let's just look at the rank but um I'd say I'd say probably it's hard to say really because I guess in the overall game I'm probably not boring but in the community I'm probably a little bit boring um but I do I feel like I do have a few a few gems sometimes so um I remember but it's just if I take my own advice is the problem. Like um, a few weeks ago, like recommending Chris Wood on, on my channel and Chris Wood goes and scores a brace and recommending Jota before he's just come back from his injury and he's he's flying. Um, so I, I think I think this is where I've kind of gone, um, gone a bit, a bit, I guess, a bit down in my rank because of um, I've, I've stopped doing that. I've stopped just being in, instinctive and and stopped going for these players and and maybe got a little bit boring um because when i do i guess pick a player i think i actually pick a not bad differential um because i yeah I, I like to focus on on kind of fixtures rather than look at a player that is that is on form but has bad fixtures um so i'd say i'd say overall probably a little bit boring but um 
if you ask my mates, they'll say no, because I'll pick these random players that they won't really know. Or if Haaland's out and I'll pick Alvarez, like that's that's kind of exciting for them. But I guess in our community, that's not that's not that that adventurous. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I know what you mean. Um, and that I suppose that speaks to the huge difference in how and I don't really like the word casuals or quote unquote casuals because you know yeah. you know as long as you enjoy enjoy the game um that's that's the main thing but um engage managers there's a big difference because yeah. a a really simple move for people that or managers that are engaged is completely wild for people that you know don't follow the game or don't you know yeah. follow the stats and that's the huge difference between say the mini league mentality and the and the overall rank mentality maybe yeah so a good a good example is um, this season, Son played the first three games. Looked dreadful. Like I'm a, I'm a Spurs yeah. fan. Son looked dreadful the first three games, like dreadful. And I bought him in. <laughs> so I bought him in. I was like, okay. He went to. I just had a feeling that Richarlison's time playing centre forward was, I guess, coming to coming to an end. He wasn't really delivering the first three games. I think he's got to try Son centre forward. He's got to. And then I bought him in straight away. Hattrick was it against Burnley? Um, I think he got two two assists in that game. I don't know. He got absolute mega haul first first game I bought him in. So it, I think it, like with Spurs, I feel like I'm very adventurous because I feel like I can see it a little bit earlier. But mm-hmm. um, so that's for that. But again, you wouldn't say Son is an, an adventurous player. We all know he can do it, but it's just the timing of it um, was kind of perfect. Yeah, I think that's always nice when you um, when you follow a team. Obviously, in the Premier League, you sort of have a a bit of an advantage because uh, the expected minutes you've got, or you know, maybe tactical changes that people that are watching just the highlights wouldn't see. If you're invested in that yeah. team, obviously, you watch a lot more of that team, and you can kind of get ahead. So that's a really good example of that. Um, now, obviously, yeah. Son now is the most template. Not now because he's just gone off to Af- uh, the Asian Cup. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, getting in early is 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 the big thing, isn't it? And I think that's yeah. the I found I found myself the I think the most frustrating thing about FPL is not getting in early enough on players, and then when you do get them in, you know their form or confidence slightly dips, and you think oh, I've just lost all those points, and now it's kind of too late, and then that leads to another transfer yeah. as well, and it can kind of snowball. I I found. Speaking on like Spurs and stuff like that, I found that there's a correlation between me doing well in FPL and and Tottenham doing well. Um, especially in like the early early part of playing FPL, like 14, 15, 15, 16, 16, 17, um, like having jumping on Delhi Alley, Harry Kane when he was like five million, uh, Walker Rose on Ericsson, um, being able to I guess identify that okay we look. We look pretty good. Um, let's get the players in. Um, is is a, I guess a bit of an advantage. I know everyone had them in the end, but um, being being able to own a, a five million striker that's doing well and you support that team, it just gives it that that little bit extra. I'd say. Um, and I've got I've got I've got the other side to that as well. To be honest, um, last season um, Spurs were in like shocking form. I think it was I think Conte might have still been there. Mitrovic had a double game week. I had Harry Kane in my team. Oh, let's do Harry Kane to Mitrovic and Captain Mitrovic. Anyway, Mitrovic gets a red card or whatever it was. 
misses the second game. Harry Kane goes to Palace and scores four hat trick, whatever it was, three, four goals. Um, and I just reversed the transfer the next week. I was like, great. Um, so it's like I got a bit too, I got, as it worked in the other way, I got a bit too emotionally invested with, oh yeah, I've had it now. Conte's playing boring football and um, we're not going to do any good. And then, yeah, Kane goes and punishes me. So um, it does work the other way around sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. When when things do go against you like that, um, how generally do you do you react? Um, are you are you the kind of player that you know lets a bit like lets off some steam and then can just sort of get on with it, or does it fester, um, or does it you know not bother you too much because it's it's part of the game? It probably festers more than I want it to fester. Um, I wouldn't say it ruins. I don't. I don't think it. It affects. It affects my life. It's probably just. Uh, I guess it's just like if your team loses, it's probably that feeling. Maybe, maybe, maybe even a little bit worse because if your team loses, you can kind of shut off a little bit. Um, I guess from from football in general. But if you're on social media and you're seeing, and especially like obviously running like FPL Rue and seeing people talk about their game week and even just gone um I I had my wild card until the last minute and I took out Salah and Son. Um I don't know if what I did, what I was thinking but um yeah just and I was on holiday I think I was on holiday yeah I was on holiday and Salah scores this many goals and Son scored and I was just like so annoyed but um I guess it only really lasts for for a day two days um and and yeah I'm I'm over it it does help when the, there's game weeks back to back but obviously now we've had to wait for example this one just gone we've had to wait um a week or so for um the next deadline because of the FA Cup just gone so um it does it does affect me more than I want it to to be honest um it does feel a bit like oh, I just like I start thinking why did I why did I make that move why didn't I make that move like what why sometimes I just I feel like I over overthink things um in general not just yeah <laughs> but um um yeah so sometimes I'm like why don't you just do the simple move and um and yeah just just play wild card and keep Salah and worry about it later yeah um, but yeah but that is that is the the absolute perfect example of hindsight isn't it and, and I think that like having these conversations the amount of times that people say well you're obviously not going to get everything right but if you can at the end of the game week say to yourself well this is why I did it um and whether the outcome was good or bad, you have a process behind it. Um, that yeah, that stops me getting on tilt a bit. I think because you have yeah. a process. Yeah. Well, I've tried. Well, I've tried to do because I've had a, I've had, like my season. I guess has not been it's not been shocking so far. But I've I've not I've not had many green arrows. I only had one green arrow up until game week twelve. Um, oh. But the green arrow is massive because obviously that son hat trick and. Um, I, I, went, I ended up going from 1.2 million to 53,000 in that game week because of Son and yeah it was ridiculous honestly <laughs> and then, then it was like yeah it was great because really it just goes to show like um, you could have green arrows constant I mean red arrows constantly but if you get one big green one it can completely change like your outlook on on the season yeah um, we're getting so we're recording this in January so we're about halfway through the season and something I was thinking about the other day, uh, it says a lot about, you know, what I do in my spare time thinking about FPL. But I was thinking, well, if 
you're coming to the sort of the moving part of the season where double game weeks, and we'll talk about chips strategy in, in a second. But we're coming to the yeah, the moving part of the season in terms of where gains can be made. But then I was thinking that if if everybody in the set in the top million, you could probably say would be still engaged. And so many templated teams, when is the time to if you really do need to gain rank, when is the time to go a bit rogue, I suppose, and get a bit a bit more aggressive? I don't know if you've uh I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that. Yeah, so I think I think now when we're recording it, so Salah and Son have just gone to gone to Afcon. I think now is a perfect time to bring in one of their replacements that is a little bit different because I think I don't think you can go template really. Um, I guess whoever you're bringing in for Salah and Son, um, you could go even someone like I guess Jota is not really that template. So you, I think now is a good chance when there's so you could kind of I guess use that in the same word of if there's big injuries um try and go i guess a little bit different is is probably a good way and i think double game weeks does does give you a good chance to maybe maybe um climb up above the non-engaged managers um especially saving like you said we're going to talk about chips later but like saving your your chips so you can absolutely maximize the fact that you're engaged the most so bringing in 15 double game week players um, for a bench boost or um, using your wild card to set up for the right teams. I think just that can can be a, a certain part of it. But again, if you want to gain on people that are engaged, just try and, I think, just try and look at the fixtures. Because I think with, with our community, there's a lot of, it's, ba it's basically who's doing well, I think, mostly, is who's doing well and who people are talking about the most. But I think if you look at your team, literally as the deadline for the previous week um has gone and look at your setup for next week and think about what moves you want to make and go from there i think you can actually like craft a few differentials and be a bit different by not listening to kind of the, the noise out there um and just and just looking at fixtures and how well a team's doing it's still not overly overly i guess maverick but um i don't think you need to be Sometimes I don't think you need to be for the sake of it. Um, if you're, again, if you're, I think, but just by looking at the fixtures, I think you could be maverick enough and going for, um, like, for example, I wouldn't, I would never, I would never like suggest going Diaz over Salah because you want to do something different. Like, it's just not, it's not a smart thing to do. But mm. if you, if you see that, like, for example, as we're talking, Fulham's fixtures do look really good. They're probably not in the best form up and down this season. Um, but can you go for someone from Fulham um, instead of maybe a, maybe go Raul Jimenez instead of Solanke? So Solanke's not going to overly hurt you because he's not overly owned, um, whereas Raul Jimenez is a complete differential and he has good fixtures. So just try and jump on... Uh, okay, if, if I... Um, kind of wrap it up is what I'd say is try and jump on early, but with the positions that are not going to hurt you. So, mm, yeah, I like that. I like that because it's yeah. kind of picking your battles, but picking them smartly. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think the the one thing that I've always, always got to remind myself is that because if you're an engaged manager, you put a reasonable amount of research in. So 19 game weeks in 2021 20, seems like a lot, 
but there's still such a huge amount of the season to go. And you've just got to remember that, even if you, I mean, my rank is just outside, just outside the 1 million now, which is obviously where I don't want to be. But I've got to remind myself that you've got to, you just keep on making calm decisions and disciplined decisions and then pick, like you just said, pick your battles, but not, yeah. you know, not be, not be stupid about it, essentially. No. So I think, I think you're saying just that side, uh, one million. I think you can get to five hundred thousand just by being engaged, and yeah. just by there being a bit of chaos. Um, if there's a bit, if there's a bit of chaos with double game weeks and blanks and this and that, then I think you can you can probably get up to five hundred thousand just by playing your game, and then mm. from there, and then we go from there, sort of yeah, thing. So maybe it. even if you can get to five hundred thousand by that time, then. And yeah, happy days because and then and, yeah. and then go so, mad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's always game week thirty eight. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why that's why I always relied on Kane on the on. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but he's not yeah. he's not with us. Uh, anymore, is he? So, which is, no, no. Yeah, Kane's um, done me wonders in the in the latter parts of the season, especially that um sixteen sixteen seventeen season. I remember. I was actually not winning my mini league that season and I captained him and I remember he scored, I think he scored four at Leicester and I was at that game as well. So I scored four wow. at Leicester um, on a Thursday night and then he had the last game of the season on the Sunday and scored another three against Hull. So um, it can de- things can definitely be turned around. So just if it's not going your way, just remember it's a 38 game season. So yeah. And the, the other thing is that, again, from having these conversations, it's been so worthwhile because... Um, what what again has come up time and time again is if you're basing a whole season of enjoyment on literally a number at the end of that season your rank well what is the point of that because so you've actually yeah. got to like enjoy the the halls when they come in um obviously you're not going to enjoy the, the bad weeks but the the individual moments is where the joy is in fpl and if you and if those if you add those up and you've got a, a good rank and you've you've had a, a good season, quote unquote a good season, well that's great. But um if if your rank isn't where you need it to be or want it to be, and you're not even enjoying the moments where you get those huge green arrows, um, well, it's the worst of both worlds, isn't it? So it's it's just sort of yeah. changing your mindset slightly. I guess it's kind of it's kind of good life advice as well, is is to try not to get too low with the lows and try not get too high with the highs. Um and just try and enjoy the ride, I guess. Um, don't yeah. get too deep. But even with FPL, try not, if it's a red arrow, um, the game week's coming quick. Obviously, international break is the longest you're going to have to wait. But there's going to be a, a, a new game week soon. And um, there's a chance to get a green arrow. There's a chance to... Um, and just remember, like, one, especially with me this season, like I said, like, one step forward was was literally literally worth 12 steps back because... Because like that was my only green arrow in twelve weeks, and I went to fifty three thousand. So yeah. there's always there's always a chance to just I guess like keep your head up and, and just keep playing your own game and and hopefully it pays off. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Good, good, solid advice there. Um, talking about advice, um, and we mentioned it a few minutes ago. Chip strategies. Now you've done a really good video on your channel about um sort of explaining what the chips are, what they do for people you know brand new. Um, and so if anybody is completely brand new, that's a great video to get started. But do you have at the start of the season, do you have quite a solid strategy for when you're going to 
play these chips or i mean i, sp I suppose the wild card is the big one isn't it because that really is um it's so team dependent and so dependent on what what's going on at you know in in the season for your team at that particular time so if you want to give us um yeah do a bit of a deep dive into your kind of overall chip strategy i think that would be really helpful yeah so i think we'll start with a the easy one, I think triple captain, just save it for a for a double game week. Simple um, as that move. On. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly simple as that. Because okay, you potentially you could you could find a player that scores four goals or this and that. I actually I've got um got a mate, Matt uh, Matt Day's got a channel as well, FPL Matt Day, and um he was saying that he captained Aguero in the year he got triple captain Aguero the year he got five goals and then his mate did it and he only got four goals, but because it was over a double game week, he ended up with more points because you get more boat, you get double bonus, double playing um, points. Um, so it's like it, it's, it it doesn't really benefit you by going for a single game week player. Um, so for me, yeah, triple captain is absolutely locked in a double game week. Free hit is one that it just it just depends um, if there's a massive blank game week that I can't I can't field at least like bare minimum eight players, then I'll probably just end up playing it. But if I know there's a way that I can't actually nav navigate the double game weeks, then I'll, I'll save it for that. It just it just all depends on the way the doubles and blanks fall. So I don't really have a set for that. And it's pro similar, I guess, with the wild card. I just know I'm going to uh, save it to right before the doubles and set up well for the doubles. I never really... Um, get to I guess get to a stage where I'm I'm desperate to use it but I know I know that is like quite common that people are like desperate to use their wild card because their team is is not looking great and they use it and it's and it's been like so good for them and then the double game weeks are not even that much of a big deal and they're easy to navigate and it's worked well so it is definitely team dependent um so yeah with that one it's just I guess yeah team dependent but I think yeah, triple captain straightforward. Just go for double game week. Free hit. It depends on on the way the doubles and and blanks lie. So I don't really have a set um, strategy for that. And and yeah, wild card is uh is yeah just again before the double game weeks in order to set up for them. Mm. I think something that's happened this season, which has been interesting, is we we had quite a few, and you obviously included quite a few that were happy with their team and so waited and waited and waited and waited and actually in again hindsight maybe better off just not using it because um the the the, the, the kind of the changes that you were making were you doing it because you had to um sort of use this chip whereas in people that got into trouble early on you know seven eight nine there was a bit of a swing um and lots of people did it then which which obviously worked for them um and sort of the the wisdom that you know, when I was starting to get into the game was always keep your wild card until you really need it. Or, you know, there was a clear, um, it's so valuable, you know, keep it for as long as you can to a certain extent. Whereas it's, it's kind of turned on its head um, in this season. So, so being patient for that wild card is kind of, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it will backfire overall, you know, long-term, but at the moment it's, it's, it's put you in a bit of a difficult spot. Yeah, it's not not a good start. Definitely not a good start. Um, and I I was it was a hard one because earlier on in the season I was struggling um to get obviously to get a green arrow as I mentioned, but I just didn't feel like my team was that bad. 
Um, but I don't know if it was because everyone was doing it and I was like, no, I don't think it's, it's too soon or it's too, I don't think it's that bad because you're hearing that people have got this injury and that injury and this suspension. And I'm like, oh, my team, my team is not, is not like that at all. So why am I using it? When really I should have probably thought about how I used to use it three, four seasons ago when sometimes it used to get to game week three and I'd use it or game week four and I'd use it. And it was just like, you get to that, that point and you see, okay, these are the form players for the, more likely going to be the form players for for the season. So let's just get them in in game week three or four and go from there. Whereas I don't know why it was, I don't know why I left it so late this season. I just, maybe it was just looking at everyone else's team and, and thinking, oh, my team's not that bad. I don't, maybe I don't need to wildcard, but yeah, I guess in, in hindsight, I probably should have, well, we don't know how it's going to turn out, but in hindsight, I probably should have, should have wildcarded a bit, a bit earlier. Well, it's funny to say that because we 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 don't know. I mean, that you yes, short term yeah. you maybe have lost out, but maybe maybe when we get to game week thirty eight, you can pinpoint actually short term it was a kick up the throat, but long term you can kind of plot the points backwards, saying well I could do this because of you know. So it's um that I I interviewed the draft duo um a few months ago, yeah. and one of their bits of advice was you kind of zoom out. You know, you'd, yes, it's short term um pain, but we don't know yet, do we? Um, so it might work yeah. out. No, it's like the same thing with a player, though, ain't it? If you bring in a bring in a player and they blank, and it's like, oh, what a terrible transfer. But if they and then and then they they score five games in a row, then you kind of forget that that was your transfer. But if you bring them in and they they score straight away and then blank five game weeks in a row, it's like your I guess your your view on it is a bit screwed. Like yeah, 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 absolutely. And that goes back to what we were saying at the very start in terms of hits. Um, yes, you may not pay off that hit straight away, but if you've got that strategy in place that you kind of you distance yourself from it. Well, I'm doing this for four, five, six weeks. Um, and then I'll judge. And if it's still a disaster, then well, then it's even more depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it does make a it makes a bit of a difference. Um, like for me, I don't really get to watch um, live football really at all. Um, maybe I might get out for the North London derby, but that's that's probably about it. Um, and whatever games on um, in the, in the evening. So normally the first the first kickoff on the Saturday, so the twelve. I don't know, is it twelve thirty now or twelve thirty? Yeah, um, yeah, twelve thirty kickoff. I might watch that. So it's completely like it's completely kind of changed. I guess the way the way I've played the game because I'm not. I kind of I kind of not really relying on my eyes, and I'm only really relying on on highlights, um, and and looking at the results rather than looking at oh yeah, Kulisevsky played so well that game. He was unlucky not to get not to get a hat trick when um, really I don't really get to see that if I'm not watching live football, I'm not watching because even the highlights I'm watching is, is maximum three minute highlights. Um, yeah. So it's completely changed the way, the way I play um, when normally I'd, I'd guess like, like I said earlier with, with watching like my own team, normally I'd see, okay, Son's, um, Richarlison's not really doing that well. Maybe we'll try Son in the middle and then made that move. Um, but as I'm not watching any other game, really, um, I'm not I'm not having that that insight and and seeing. I guess they call it the eye test, and I'm not. I don't really have that eye test. And have you seen the correlation between not watching 
lots of live football with your rank dropping or has had or has it had the opposite effect because maybe it simplifies decisions um i'd say i'd say my <laughs> i don't want to blame i don't want to blame it to that but I, it has dropped yeah so there is a correlation um i'd say the first season i i, I was in australia my rank wasn't too bad so that was a 1920 season so i was around yeah 42,000 so it's pretty good I'd say um and then it's just got it's just got worse it's just doubled actually it's doubled every season since then um so yeah there is there is definitely a, a correlation I'd say um whether that's down to not watching football or or maybe I don't know down to me not being as Maybe I'm overcompensating actually for not for not watching football. Uh, maybe I'm thinking too much rather than going on instinct. But I guess I don't really have the chance to go on instinct because I'm not, not I'm not watching it. a full game of football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is it is tough. I, I, yeah, I'm interested to see when I do um, go back home to see how how my how my rank changes. It'll be midway through the season, so I'll have a a good. Okay. And even better, like a two two types of um, data to look at because I get to see if it actually changes midway through the season um um or or yeah so it would be i think it does affect not not only though not only that side of things in terms of decisions but even like the late deadlines and um it's not bad for the saturday deadlines but the friday night deadlines are are four or five a.m maybe here in australia and you don't get to have that have that team news or um yeah, or not even just late late team. Usually, sometimes you don't even get the press conferences. So, yeah, um, it does it it does make a difference. I, I think, um, but yeah, that's that's my excuse anyway. <laughs> and you're sticking to it. But when no, what yeah. it, it would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, when you move back to the UK, um, because there's there's always the debate, isn't there? Data versus eye test, eye test versus data, and you know what what holds more weight. Um, but I think that uh, it is an interesting sort of topic, you know, not, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's not a huge sample size, of course, but if there is a correlation between you not watching lots of football and the rank dropping, because there's, there is something to be said, you know, people that I've had on this, um, you know, I've had chats with lots of people on, on here about data and, and data is amazing, but there is, there is black holes. There is stuff that data doesn't pick up. Um, which can be filled yeah. in by the eye test. Yeah, and it's not even like I'm I'm overly data driven. Yeah. So it's, yeah, so I'm kind of guided off. Really, it's just it's just fixtures, I'd say, mm. just fixtures and maybe a little bit of form and trying to be trying to I guess predict the future without without having much to back it off. Just just feeling. So like even with the, like I mentioned the Chris Wood thing. Um, Awani was out injured. Forrest had some really good fixtures coming up. I was like, great, like Chris Wood, what a great option. 4.9 million, third striker. Like, why not? But, um, and he did do well, but maybe if I saw the way, so this this is the other side of it. Maybe if I saw the way Forrest played and realized, oh, maybe they're not that good, I wouldn't have actually recommended Chris Wood and he wouldn't have done well. So it can work both ways. But I think definitely the more football I watch, the better the better decisions I'll make. But what, what I've actually, I guess, started doing before the wildcard was just, yeah, logging onto the app, thinking the chances I want to make and kind of just sticking to them no matter 
no matter what, obviously, if there's an injury or something else, then fair, like a suspension or then fair enough. But if there's, if it's a pretty straightforward week, then just stick into that transfer that I was going to make at the start of the week and just, yeah, roll them with it. Yeah. Excellent. Again, great advice. Um, Tommy, we're coming to the end of our chat. We've got two more questions uh, to go. Um, the first one being um, your favourite ever FPL moment. Now, you, you've in this conversation, you've mentioned a couple of crackers, uh, Harry Kane, um, when you're actually in the stadium, which is amazing. But yeah, um, your your FPL champagne moment. It has. To, I think it. Yeah, I wish I saved it now, but um, <laughs> it has to be that moment. Um, I remember I was like, I was second in my mini league, maybe a few 10, 20 points behind the leader. And normally, again, I win it. This was the only year I had a, a bit of a title race. And, and yeah, Captain Kane just, just wiped the floor with with whoever was top. Um, yeah, four goals and assist in that Leicester game. Um, it kind of topped off a, a season of, of, I guess, disappointment of not winning the league, but at the same time winning the FPL mini league and and having Harry Kane, I don't even know what the score was. And it must have been 25 points, maybe plus 25 points. Um, so that was that was probably yeah, the highlight FPL moment. I think that is uh, is a great one because I always think that, you know, when, when one of your FPL players hauls, that's great. If one of your FPL players that uh, hauls that you actually support that team, that's great. But you've taken it a step further you're actually in the stadium when it happens so yeah I'd, yeah. Be, I'd actually be disappointed if you didn't bring that one up so my final question that i asked all the guests what is the best piece of fpl advice you've ever been given that's a that's a that's a tough one i'd say um because again in my in my friendship group they kind of come to me for advice um so probably one that i've been given is just probably just go with go with your gut and go with what you think um and that doesn't mean um it doesn't mean overthink it which is what, what, what like i said what i've been doing in the last few seasons it just means um i think it i think it was probably like someone that's not even in the community told us me i'm pretty sure it was my uncle or my dad that said just 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 go with your gut and don't don't overthink it um pick a player that is that is on a i guess a bit of form has good fixtures and just kind of keep it keep it simple um and don't overthink it which which i probably need to get back to and, and remember that advice well that's the thing isn't it it's always the these these brilliant bits of wisdom and brilliant bits of advice you think well that makes perfect sense just keeping it simple yeah. when when things yeah. are going wrong and it, it but it's difficult to actually execute isn't it because there's nothing um, worse than than thinking of a player um and then maybe getting talked out of it or seeing something that has put you off a player or and then that player goes and does well wouldn't you rather just um just make your make your own decision and and, and i guess live and live and die by that decision tommy thank you so much for joining me on chasing the upside i've had a i've had a really nice conversation yeah thanks for having me